I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hi everyone, Kristen Sunanta Walker here, and I have a very, very special guest on our show today. Uh, My ex-husband, his nickname is Smokey. It's going to be really weird for me to call him that on the show, but I will. So Smokey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people think that you're a ghost because I've talked about you a lot and they don't actually think that you exist, maybe some of them anyway. So what made you um, finally agree to to come on and record, Mr. I Love My Privacy? Uh, you scared me. You went boo and you were a bigger <laughs> ghost than me. <laughs> no, really. What really prompted you to finally say, sure, I'll come on? I just, uh, I, you know, I just am at a point where I figure I can talk about things a little bit better than I might have maybe in the last 30 years. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, the, there, there isn't, in a lot of ways we're similar, and a lot of ways we're similar because we have been around each other for, for 31 years. So that happens with people you, you can take on their... Um, personality traits and things like that. That's why, listeners, it's so very important to you uh, spend your time with. And then there are so many ways that we are the complete and utter opposite, like two people couldn't be more opposite. Do you agree with that assessment? Absolutely. <laughs> so when I first started doing this podcast, what did you think about that? Oh, I thought it was a great way for you to express things that maybe you wouldn't want to do, you know, at a one-on-one person-to-person thing. I thought it was great that you were going to go out there and deal with people that the whole time you're doing it, you're trying to get things out of it for yourself, for your journey. True. That's true. Some people say that was really selfish on my part. (laughs) No, it's really intelligent on your part because you knew enough that this would help. And yeah. at the same time, help a lot of other people around the world. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I feel no, no, it, There's no hopefully involved there. It does. You know that from all the emails and calls and texts we get regarding what you're doing. 
Very true. Gosh, you're, on, you're going on. T- you're going to be on TV now. You're doing international TV interviews. Uh, you've blown up fairly well. Yeah, it's go. It's going really, really well. And uh, the more that you get to talk to really intelligent people and a lot of different people, and also just people with different experiences than you, it really is humbling. But this show is about you, not about me, because you'll try to redirect it to be about me. Um, <laughs> so I, thought the show was, I thought the show was about us. <laughs> See, we're already arguing. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm asking a question with that. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is. You're going to come on regularly, and we're just going to chat and uh, maybe, you know, some couples out there can get something out of the fact that you and I have been through, we've, we had a real, real marriage, all the ups and downs that come with marriage. And now we have this incredible close friendship. I've I, there's no one that I am closer with than you and no one on the planet. And um, so, and, and that's been maintained for, you know, over three decades now. Would you, what, what do you say about that? Well, I mean, we that was maintained. That's how we were able to get back together after, you know, things I'd screwed up. Uh, we just kept talking. And sometimes I would be half a world away and we would talk for an hour. I mean, it's just, we just kept talking. And the understanding that we got between each other was exactly what we needed. So you said when I screwed up, but you know I have too. No, but I'm, I'm talking about me. Remember, the show's about me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, this is what he does, folks. Okay, so the song Gravity by Papa Roach is something that you wanted me to listen to the lyrics of before you got on this show, and that's something about you that I've known for years. You really, really get into music, all kinds of music. And you listen to the words and they mean something to you. And that's just something I don't do. I think it's, I've tried to remember to do it, but I, I don't do it. So what about this song, um, you know, was, was it that you read and that spoke to you? Well, it's just, um, you know, those, the first line, you'll never get away when you run from the past. It's so true and, and applies here. And then um, ask him, you know, pull the trigger, give me one more shot. That's basically the last 30 years we've done that. I mean, that's, those things speak to me in the way that our relationship has gotten stronger and has actually totally blocked. That doesn't mean we can can live together, but, you know. (laughs) Right. My ideal for you and I is... This is dead serious. If we had two houses on the same property, that would be my perfect ideal of of how I would want to live. Yeah, just have good door locks. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because you knock and I just walk in. Terrible boundaries, I know. That's me doing that. That's not good. But just, yeah, our separate spaces. Like, we are both so independent and we like things the way that we like them, but I, but I would, I want to be near, and I know you do too. And we like, you know, being in the same area, 
but not in the same house. True. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. That's not that's not certainly not traditional um, Western society marriage. But uh, but that, you know, I think that would make for a perfect scenario for a lot of people. You don't have to be forced to share the same space with another human being. Well, no one has ever used the word traditional with me. <laughs> same here. Same here. So what is it you think, like we can get really deep and close on the phone and we've done this over and over again through the years. And then when we get together and we're in person together and we tend to the division lines get blurry there, we can start. You know, up to this, up to this year, that's always worked best. Now with everything you've been doing, you know, everything I'm trying to do, I, we come from, you know, kind of rough beginnings back when we were kids yeah, and basically kind of. my, my understanding for me was get out get away do it on your own yours was basically that same thing do it on your yes. own get away and that's kind of how we found each other yeah absolutely we both were never home because our homes were a battle zone and I think it's true with some of the guests that I've had on that have talked about marriages and you bring your dysfunctional childhood right into your marriage, of course. So we we had this soulmate, oh my gosh, run through the field, hugging each other experience. And then we had marriage, very different experience. Well, yeah, but again, too, in the marriage, in the beginning, again, I really had no idea of what had transpired in your childhood to speak of. And when I started learning that, I just really wanted to support you. That's why we did voices and some of the things we did just to try and get a better understanding between us. Yeah. And I really didn't have any idea about your childhood either. Yeah. And it, took, well, it took you a lot longer to share that with me. And you used to lie about it all the time or about a lot of stuff in the beginning. And then we had our come to, um, you know, things that hurt you like that, that you grew up with, that you did run away or you ignored, whatever, come back to bite you in the butt. Hence the term from gravity. You'll never get away when you're running from the back. That is so true. I feel like if, you know, if we had at different times, if we had the awareness to go to couples therapy or go to um, some of these workshops and stuff uh, together, that we would have had a, you know, maybe we wouldn't have gotten divorced. Maybe we would have stuck it out and we can't change the past. What happened happened. But, you know, you and I did try. I do remember the couple times. Remember the therapist that we went to see that would had its weird tick and then she would close her eyes and she would touch your knee and touch my knee and do all this weird stuff. And we would just look at each other in therapy like, what on earth is going on here? Yeah, I, I don't want to be touched. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. That was so bizarre. But I feel like we could do that kind of stuff now and we'd be okay. Well, you know, you had tele whatever now. So you could do tele shrink, tele counselor, whatever. And sure. uh, that way, which would probably work better than face to face or two of us in front of a, another person. Why do you think that is, though? That's probably me always keeping everything that went on through my life close to the vest. Uh, you know, that's just the way I am. 
Do you feel like it would uh, help yeah. you open up though to be able to get some of that out? Maybe you know it's just a, it's so much stuff that I you know I guess maybe I have a little bit of fear of what if I do completely open up what's going to happen? You know, can I put the you know the monkey back in the? I don't know. I don't know if I can put it back in once it's done. Once it comes out, I, I'm a little nervous about how I will be. Right. Well, with the in the right scenario, though, with the right person, they create such a safe space for you that you know that that place is it's going to come out, and then they walk you back into putting the you know as you, the term you use the monkey back in the box so that it doesn't you can still function. But then there's like Dr. Paul Meyer talks about the catalyst program at Meyer Clinics, and you know you're there for two weeks or a month, and you are in a hotel. And you are going there every single day, seven hours a day, and you're getting all of that stuff out from years and years and years of trauma and abuse and what have you. You're getting through it in their care. And then you're back at a hotel and they're monitoring you to make sure you're okay. Now, is that done with Paul Meyer directly or somebody that works for him? It's a whole team of people. He's, you know, he's a psychiatrist, so he's checking you and doing your, you know, doing an intake and so on, checking if you're, if there's medication issues that need to be worked on, but then it's the rest of his clinic and the counselors there that are working with you in the, in the sessions. Yeah, that was a pretty slick move to slide that one in because you know how much respect I have for Paul. <laughs> well, you're not going to go to his program anyway for a whole month. I'm just saying that there are places that you can do that. And maybe, you know, you doing this with me will be a little bit of letting the the steam out of the kettle. We can hope. <laughs> so do you think it's more of a male thing than a female thing? Like you're following a little bit of a stereotypical thing with men where they tend to Absolutely. hold it all in? You don't, you don't even have to finish that. Absolutely. Okay, because no, none of the men in your family have ever been huggy, kiss, feel, tell, talk about your feelings kind of guys, right? No, nope, no, nope, absolutely not. Zero from my dad's, you know, fifteen brothers and sisters on down the line. None of them ever. The men never discuss anything other than, you know, surface and what was happening in that moment. They never went back and did it and. Trust me, my pop and his brothers had a lot of stuff that they needed to talk about and work out, but it just never happened. Mm. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous. And they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. And it won't because now you're down to the last one left on earth is my dad. Right. I don't see, I mean, for example, my father, I'll give you an example. This is right on the nose here. 
my dad calls me last night about 9.30, and he's all upset, and apparently my stepmom Mary and him got into it, and then my dad's been known when he gets upset to call you funny names or not funny names. Apparently mm-hmm. he did, and he was worried he'd really screwed the pooch. So I talked to him for about 20 minutes and got him calmed down, and hopefully I haven't heard, but hopefully that went all right when she got back. That's the interesting thing for me about you because you are the one that everybody goes to with their problems and to help them calm down and to be that, you know, a words of wisdom person. But on the other hand, you and I both got elected the role of scapegoat in our families where were these problem people where we haven't lived up to any of our parents' expectations, we're a disappointment, we're, uh, you know, what have you. And yet they they have notoriously in the past, and you currently call us for our emotional support. So what do you think that, about that? Well, that that is exactly how it is. And, I, you know, the way I handled it was I, I gave him, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, how he should handle things. And then I hung up with him and called my sister and had her call him for another support person. So he at least had two people he could get an idea of what our thoughts were and maybe how he should proceed or the best way to make things heal up between himself and Mary. Hmm. Or try anyways. So when we, I remember when we were first together and I was very affectionate, agreed? You were what? Very affectionate. Oh yeah. Holding hands. Especially when you were, especially when you were pregnant. <laughs> A long time ago, you had said to me one time that you were shocked when we were out grocery shopping, and I just was holding your hand and you know doing what I do, and you were shocked because you had never um, been that way with with a girlfriend or anything before. Yeah, I'm not not a big toucher. Yeah. And you still, you still aren't, but you're much better now just because I kind of force you because I just touch you, but you're much better at that instant reaction to pull away. You don't do it because you know it hurts my feelings, even though I know that you don't mean it that way. You've spent 30 years trying to peel away the outer layers of the onion and get to the meaty part. And you (laughs) succeed in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, that's the big thing for me with this relationship, and I think just partner relationships in general, is that, I mean, we've been through so much stuff. Oh, my God. Every problem that a couple could have gone through, I mean, we hit the top 10 easily, but we've always had each other's back when when the shit hits the fan, so to speak. Like I know without, with, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt that you so have my back. And I know you well, know that, that about that, me. That, that'll take you back to the song Gravity. You know, uh, I would bleed for you and you would bleed for me. I mean, that's just exactly what what we do. Right. I'm protective of you knowing that I got to let you stand on your own two feet, but you're the same way with me. 
Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up. So standing on your own two feet. So I know, I mean, I met you and I feel like I worked out so many, I learned how to stand up for myself, sometimes against you, sometimes, you know, with other people. And were we codependent with each other? Yeah, I think every couple has their moments of where it becomes like the word codependent isn't a bad word. That's what's so funny. People think it's a bad word. It's it's not. It's it's a state of being. It's, it a, can, it's a step. It's a step or a path on your way to being able to put throw everything out in the open and discuss it, which is the key. We have to be able to talk about things. If we can't talk about them, then nothing's ever going to change. Exactly, and it's okay to be codependent with another person. Just not when it becomes enabling, not when it becomes, uh, when it's holding you back, not when you become lazy about your own personal development. If you, you know, if both of you are not invested in growing personally, um, then you have, then you can have an unevenness in the relationship that, you know, isn't healthy. Because I've learned this from the people that I've talked to. There's you, there's me, and there's the relationship. And those are three separate entities. It's not just you and me. It's three separate things. And you have to right. nurture yourselves and, I, and nurture that thing you have together. I believe that we've got through and passed the codependency, codependency issue. Now I'm just codependent with my border collars. <laughs> well, dogs are naturally codependent anyway, which I learned that from the wonderful horse uh, trainer that I work with, Kristen Anna. Um, dogs are codependent. Horses are independent. And I found that fascinating. And she is the one who said to me, codependency isn't a bad thing. It's the pieces of it that can become not good when you aren't also an independent person. Yeah, you know what? And we're do, we're we're doing well, I think. Now, I'm in North Carolina mountains, which I absolutely love, and you're where you love. So we're both getting that part nurturing us, along with lots of phone discussions, email. Or, you know, we're able to communicate quite a bit in regards to us, in regards to your business, in regards to our son, etc. Right. Right, exactly. And we know everything there is to know about each other. Probably 99.9%, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that when I said that. Well, we don't know every little thing. Well, if people have, have come to you and people have come to me and, and said, well, you know, what is your relationship? You guys need to just, you know, I don't know what you're doing. You guys need to just let each other go, go on and live your lives. And, uh, you know, this is just weird. You know, like, what is it? And they try to put a label on on who who it is we are or how it is that we are being. And uh, I always find that fascinating, the need for people to define it in some way or another. And in some ways, I feel like I need to as well. And then I just tell myself, just leave it alone. It works. So just leave it. So what do you think about that? I just, I've never been one to fit inside the box. I would always have a hand, a leg, whatever outside of it. I just, it's just always been me. I never adhered to the norms of society, quote unquote, the people you thought was perfect and everything they did was perfect. And then you found out after the fact just how disheveled the relationship was. It's just, it's, 
just what you see in a public persona is definitely not what you're going to get privately in most cases, in my opinion. Well, then how do you feel? Because you participate zero in social media. So, yeah, I love that. I do. I, I think social media has good, good points, but then a lot of the stuff we see end up on there is, is totally inappropriate. I mean, you're talking people, you know, videotaping terrible things they've done to another human being or social media uh, having a president who basically every day wakes up and throws a bunch of stuff out there that instead of that, it's, got to, it's gotten, gotten rid of the face-to-face, -face, is my opinion. And my best example for that with social media is I remember a, a, a picture of my son on a beach when he was in the Marines in North Carolina. And there was four or five of his buddies that were all laying down, kind of sitting up. And in the background were all these beautiful young girls in bikinis and stuff. And to a man, every guy there was on his cell phone playing games or doing whatever. That personal touch and, you know, give and take people have wasn't there. You know, to me, it's like you're hiding behind a phone or a computer or whatever to say stuff. And then we all know that when that happens, men turn into saying they're, they're women or vice versa. It, there's a lot of really crazy stuff I, I've seen on so, social media. But then I've also seen it be used to catch a murderer. You know, there's lots of good stuff about it and bad. I just choose not to participate. What do you mean by the men turning into women? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, you got, it's been for years. You got guys that'll get on, you know, you've got police that do it to catch people that they need to catch. But then there's oh, a, like, example. Yeah, real. like there was that Notre Dame football player superstar who thought he was in a relationship with a woman and it turned out to be some guy. I mean, there's just a lot of hiding behind social media, in my opinion. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was like, what on earth? Where is he going with this? And, and, now and you know, you look, you, you look at Trump. Donald Trump likes to use it because he can say stuff and he really doesn't have to listen to the feedback. There can be a million feedbacks to him. But I'm sure he doesn't sit and, you know, read them. He said what he wanted to say and that's how he is. He's just next. Yeah, and it causes division and incites and you know the entire planet with whatever it is that's flying out of his mouth at that given moment. Well, it's yeah. like, it causes issues. I mean, look at his, his attorneys are constantly scrambling. And some of these TV shows, TV stations are, the media is going, oh, well, this, this, and this. And then someone will come out from his office and say the complete opposite of what he said. And that's just more baloney that gets started that would be better in a face-to-face, one-on-one or whatever, but it, it doesn't happen. Again, it's, I'll write down whatever I want to write down in a tweet. And I've said what I want to say. I don't care what anybody else says. Mm. That's what I, you know, that's the hiding behind. And it's, not, you know, everybody does it that uses social media, in my opinion, or majority of people uh, like the fact that they can say stuff and not be directly attributed to that person per se. It could be to their alter ego, to their whatever they want to hide behind. Right, their persona. Yes. So what's different about that than, say, having a podcast where you're just out there and you're talking and 
you're not, you know. Well, because with podcasts, you definitely want to know. You're putting something out there that you want people to start talking. You want to get ideas between divergent people. You know, you want this guy that's far right, this guy far left, to be able to somehow come to an understanding and, you know, somewhere in the middle. Uh, it just, it, you ha we have to have that or we have a nation, you know, totally divided. And that's a little bit scary, you know. People just need to talk, discuss the way things were over the last, you know, 40, 50 years. That's the way it's been. Nowadays, you got too much. I mean, if there wasn't social media, you wouldn't have the fake news being set up by these Russian guys that Facebook keeps catching. They caught more this week doing it. Right. So obviously, they're going to try to uh, somehow have the midterm elections, you know, try to swing people their way, which I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do because I don't read it, but they're trying to get a bunch of people to think the way they want them to think so they can influence the election. So Sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent there. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just thinking in terms of uh, relationships, social media, it can be really good. You know, Amber Alerts, um, people sharing in ways that they feel safe because they're, but at least they're getting some things out of them. But it oh, can yeah, I, I mean, I, I've seen it where they'll use social media, someone will, to try to catch a criminal that they know, you know, they'll say, this guy's in this area, please help us. And people all around get into that. So we don't have that piece as a piece in our relationship. The uh, We don't have social media as a barrier for us because you don't use it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you know, I did, I did try it in the beginning. There were just too many weird things I would get coming in and, you know, the kind of stuff that comes in. Look at my pictures. Do this. Do that. You yeah, know, I've so got you. $5 billion to give you from South Africa or whatever. You know, it's just too many things that I saw early on that it was being misused and to this day it continues in my opinion to be misused. Well that and you have so many people from your past um, especially in high school that just I don't know you were like Mr. Popular or whatever and no, all of them that all of none them of that yeah, but no, I know that it doesn't matter to you. I know, but that's what would happen. You'd go on, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Everybody that you knew back in high school is, you know, wanting to talk to you. And I always thought that is so fascinating. I know no one from my high school days. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing at this point they probably figure I'm dead since I haven't been on social media for quite a few years, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> Well, I think it helps with our relationship, definitely, that that isn't a part of it. But what is it that you wanted to, you know, if we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about different things, different topics and so on and, and do these shows together. And we'll interview people that you find interesting that, you know, we'll try to get on the show so that we can ask them questions. That's what I'd like to do. But what what's your goal so far as to doing this show together? Well, my goal is to expand upon where we are in our lives at this point. And to do that, it gives us a bit of a public forum where we can give and take and talk and maybe say things I normally wouldn't say on a phone call, but that I might say 
in this environment. Mm, interesting. Okay. So you're going to keep me on my toes. Now more like keep me on my toes. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, that shall be fascinating. <laughs> so anything else you want to say before we close today's show? No, it's uh, thanks for listening to us. Absolutely. And if you get anything off of our show that will help in your life, so be it. That's wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, Smokey, for coming on the show. That's going to take me such a long time to get used to saying. All right. Take care, Bubba. <laughs> All right. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, we'll get rolling with this more and more as we go on. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Mental Health News Radio. Without good intentions, I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised we'd be